Last time on This Is How We Roll. You demonstrate your magical abilities to Officer Jerry. He grants you passage as a new student. Fire. Forge? Flint Fire Forge. Forge. That's me, Card Shark Extraordinaire, and. Uh... Okay, well, we know about Zoe Moranix. Well, no one could cause that to happen. I've... There's not a witch or wizard powerful enough your... on this plane, certainly. Your daughter. Which is why I said I saw Zoe on a different plane. She's on an alternate dog plane. Well. I made a deal with the goddess of death to give her some souls that she has earned, and she turned me into a warlock. And uh, we can go back to the college now. The sun is setting as you reemerge into the ruined tower of the West Wind. You have the staff and Zoe in tow. You've got uh, a room. It's maybe no, you know, no larger than like 15 feet across to a staircase where uh, one zombie has poked its head up above the rubble. And you see it reach into the ogre's heart and rip it out of its chest. Something needs to be said by someone because all of these people have been trapped here for 500 years. Um, and also like the, the whole spell good family, like that needs dealt with and we should also probably get out of here. I think as the, the whole battle had wrapped up and everyone was sort of catching their breath. Oh, and Macecore was on a super cool griffin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about, about the griffin. That was very cool. Badass. Uh, oh, man, that whole battle was a mess. I was just, I opened this up and I was like, there's like 40 tokens on the screen when I opened it up. Yeah. Like, we had all of them in motion at one point. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Smithers Winston Singford the fourth. Pour one out for uh, him. Oh, yeah. Poured, pulled limb from limb. Yep, it sure was. Um, you can't forget um, us, me going toe to toe with a dragon, a bigger dragon. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool too. Yeah, that was uh, very surprising that it worked out so well. But then we ended up on Burley's uh, musical wagon. caravan. Wagon. Oh yeah, yeah so, they are musical. So that is that's where we left it. That Burley had come into town, essentially offering you a ride back to Pumpersburg or perhaps beyond. Um, and here's what I would like to propose. I would like to say that uh, Burley offers you all passage back to Green Hall um, because the uh, the giant eagles or whoever sort of helped you get to this point probably are not expecting to return this quickly and wouldn't really be looking for you yet um, because he, he, I think Burley was the one that revealed that it's only been like you know, a few hours because he like ran back to town, realized what he had forgotten and then came running because he realized he like left you in the lurch um, after his memory returned. And so I would say, I think something that would work well is if you all hitch a ride with Burley and his band all the way to Green Hall, which would give you like one night of camping with him and his band. Um, and what I'd love to do is while you're riding in the wagon, rather than having very much action, I would love if each of you could reminisce on the ride about 
a final conversation that you had with someone at call college before you left. So we can kind of retcon and say that there was a little more of a gap in there where you all had a chance to like touch base with people. Uh, so if there was anyone who you, or like even like any kind of like piece of business that you really wanted to take care of before you left, I would love to retcon and say that there was enough time for you to do that. And now you can kind of like daydream and think back to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is this like a musical thing since we're with bards? So I think that the reason that these daydreams are so vivid is because all of the bards are sort of like playing like music. Mr. Tumnus and we see it in the fire? Uh, I don't. I don't know that specific reference. I assume that's a line in the Witch in the Wardrobe yeah, situation, yeah. but um, no. So he—they're just like playing along and sort of like lulling you to a nice state of calmness, and so you're you're able to really let your minds wander. Uh, does anyone have a reminiscence that they would like to play out? I'll do. I'll go first. Awesome. All right. So what's uh, what's Mace gonna like? Who did he talk to, or what did he do before he left? Guys, do you remember right before we left when? I'm still thinking about those tots that we ate from the cafeteria. Uh, oh, man, they those were tots so... were so... I didn't get any. Well, you weren't there. You didn't want to come. You were doing something else. I don't know where you were. But uh, we went to the cafeteria and we said, hey, we just saved the college. Can we have all your tots? And she said, yeah, that's great. Here are all my tots. Uh, and then we hear, like, chime sounds from one of the bards. He's like... <laughs> You know, like the sound that they make when you're like going into like a, a dream flashback. <laughs> yeah, right, and this, a dream sequence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we see Mace Core walking into the front of the dining hall. And there sits Gladys, not having moved since the battle began from her register at the door to the dining hall. But she does appear to have a pile of undead corpses in front of her where she fought them off because they tried to gain entry without using their student meal card. Uh, and she sees <laughs> she you approaching. Uh, bare hands. Oh, God. Fisticuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And she sees you approaching Mace Core, and she says, What'll it be? Uh, wow. Uh, Gladys, uh, are you okay? Never been better. Uh, okay. Well, uh, how many tots do you have? You know what? For you, Mace Core, I'll make a fresh batch. Oh. And then at this point... Flint walks in, too, after me. Flint, she's making us tots. Shut up. Uh, and she, she goes into the dining hall and behind the counter, and you see her dropping a big old frying basket into a cauldron <laughs> over a fire. Oh, my God. They smell incredible. How did you do this all by yourself? Well, uh, wait, what do you mean? The cooking? <laughs> uh, well, both the cooking and the dead goblins. The dead zombies they tried to get in without a a meal ticket nobody gets in without (laughs) a meal ticket uh is saving the college a meal appropriate meal ticket you for you guys anything now you did your part oh great dean spellgood herself told me that you all get an unlimited meal pass here oh my god well if you got other stuff back there i'm i'm game to try uh, she, she goes to the back and pulls out a couple of like, uh, kind of like thick, um, thick parchment boxes that will, you know, be good for a, a to-go package. Um, and she 
drops a couple of uh, fillets of fish into another pot of oil, and she says, As long as you got five to ten minutes, I can make you a whole meal here to go. I assume you all have business to take care of. Well, I'm sure they can wait for five to ten minutes. That sounds like a, a pretty quick meal. Uh, and then she also points over to the side and says, if you're, if you're parched, we got fountain drinks over there, too, if you want one. Help yourselves. <laughs> and they, they, they come out of a fountain, right? They're yeah, it's, yeah it's, an, it's an actual fountain, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> a, a, it's an actual fountain, and it has a uh, frog on the top, and it's, it's like a, one of those, like, spitting frogs. Yes. Um, and she says, sorry, we don't have Pepsi. We only have Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, do you have the big, the big um, uh, chalices, like the forty-four ounce fl- chalices? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you she... know that I don't know ounces, but the big ones. Do you know them? Oh, you mean uh, you mean dragon-sized? Yeah, yeah. I love the dragon size. Yeah, sorry. I, your reputation precedes you, Mace Core. <laughs> You're on the no-fly list when it comes to the forty-four ounces. <laughs> I got okay. I'll just get my but diet. Here's, here's a thirty-two. Here's a thirty-two for you. <laughs> uh, lemon lime. She, lemon lime's the best. Well, you could try. You could try mixing the fountains, but you know, if you do it too much, it's just going to taste bad. Uh, but here you go, boys. Have a safe trip, and anytime that you're here at the college, you just come on by, and I'll make you as many tots as you want. Well, Gladys, I hope you're with us uh, for the final battle. If they want a meal pass, they know we, we will, they won't get through you. Yeah, if this if the final battle takes place in this dining hall, they better watch their fucking back. <laughs> uh, and you proceed out of the dining hall and back toward the gate of the college, and you meet up with your companions. Macecore, is that why you had to pee so much on the way here today? <laughs> uh, both pee and something else is going on and from the tots so may score you are sharing too much we don't need to know all of that um let's see who who's next who wants to go next anybody else have a thought um i'd go see uh jorma and like go to the trees with him all right cool uh yeah jorma uh is kind of like Taking, he's like surveying the edge of the forest in the direction of the grove when you find him after the battle. Um, and he's got some like bumps and bruises pretty noticeably, um, but he is in his human form and he seems to be fine. Other, or, well, he's not a human, he's a gnome, uh, but otherwise he seems to be fine. Um, and uh, he sees you approaching and says, Man, that shit kicked off pretty big. It? was wild but what was crazier was that pack of was it rats you were riding on oh yeah that was that was pretty cool right yeah how did you do that i I don't even know whose rats those were (laughs) those uh, you're you're like not a druid or something those no no i am but those rats just picked me up and i just went with it my gosh that was crazy Um, i uh, I, well, I was mainly coming here to see, I saw, um, in Professor's, or Dean Spellgood's, um, house that she's got a tiny tree 
That's just like these ones here in the grove. Oh yeah, that's a uh, that's a yew tree. I I was wondering if there were any that I could take back to Green Hall with me. Well, if you want to, you can come and take a, a cutting, and if you take care of it and feed it with fresh water from a stream, you can get it to sprout roots, and then you can grow your own. That that would be amazing. I just they're so cool, and I feel like they're all connected. Yeah, they have some interesting magical qualities, that's for sure. Whatever you do, don't take the buds of the flowers off and smoke them. Well, I I mean, speaking of that, I was wondering, do you have any of that, uh, what do you have, elven? Is that an elven weed that you have? Are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, just wondering and wondering if you have any extra of that as well. Oh, uh, here, why don't you take one of these for the road? And he hands you, um, like, a little ball of, like, hardened pine sap um, mm-hmm. that, that has sort of, like, a more, like, golden hue to it than you would expect. And he says, Oh, if you just want to chill the fuck out for a few hours, you just pop that in your mouth and you'll be all right. If, eat it? Yeah. Oh. What else would you do with it? I don't, you're always smoking, and I feel like that's what happens for you, too. I smoke a pipe. It's classy. <laughs> uh, so I'm not classy? I have to just chew not it? Not even try to smoke a ball of sap. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm new to all of this. Yeah, it shows. Um, but um, thank you. And yes, could I take a, a tree clipping and... Um... Sure thing. Why don't we go? We can walk on up there and get one for you. And uh, he walks you to the grove, and uh, he he finds, like, a fairly small uh, branch growing low down on one of the white yew trees. And uh, he takes a small knife out and cuts it in a clean diagonal cut. And just a little tiny bit of sap comes out of the bottom of it. And, uh, and he says, just wrap that in with something moist. Keep it in the dark until you're ready to plant it. Um, and do these like water? There's this, there's this pond, um, in Greenhall that I was thinking of planting it beside, they but if do. it doesn't like water. They sure do. Oh, they do. You have a good eye for a plant. They love water. This grove grows on a natural spring. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Sure thing. Are you going to come with us? I'm going to stay here until this place is cleaned up and fortified, and then I'll probably head on over to Greenhall. All right. Excellent. I reckon I might find some people that I studied with back in the day. Most Although, likely. Although, I don't know. I guess, I guess there's some weird time shit going on, so they might all be dead. Oh, that's true. I was going to say, do you know Mousy, but I guess... You've never heard of her. Yeah, you probably haven't heard of any of them. Well, maybe Lanira? Mm, doesn't ring a bell. Okay, yeah, they're probably all dead, but you could make some new friends. Yeah, you know I like doing that. Yep. All right, you travel safe. <laughs> and if you see All that right. big pile of rats running around, just tell them uh, that I said thanks. Uh, I'll send them your way. All right, cool. Uh, and he goes back to cleaning up the grove. Uh, and he's like kind of lighting a bonfire to burn carcasses and stuff off to the side. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, who's next? I've got one. I. Shit. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> all right, go. let's go, Dresden. Right. Uh, well, uh, what are you gonna do? I don't know if it's gonna yield anything, but we're just gonna fucking go with it. Okay. All right. I'm gonna talk to Officer Jerry. Okay. Ooh. Uh, and as I recall, he was in pretty bad shape toward the end of the battle, um, but he was still smashing people's skulls with his clipboard. Um, so you find him, you actually find him sitting on a bench outside of QPS after the battle has sort of subsided. Um, and he's sitting by himself and he's got his arm in a sling. Uh, he still has his clipboard in his right hand uh, and he's looking fine uh, and sipping from a flask that he keeps sitting down on the bench next to him that seems to contain some sort of bubbling smoking liquid hi jerry it's me dresden do you remember oh. me ah of course i do although i don't i don't i guess i got did i get that name from you i feel like i got a different name from you a couple of times well things have changed quite a bit since we first met i well i can only imagine and i I appreciate everything that you and your friends have done for us, and I hope that we can rebuild from this. That would be very nice. Jerry, I have a question for you. All right, I'm all ears. How much do you know about security? <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to think that I know a good bit. If I needed to get past security for any number of reasons. Is there any way that you could help me? Hmm. Well, that makes me a little uncomfortable, given some of the experiences that we've had together. Well, but you know, I, if I was to need the security to get past for reasons that were very important. Well, let's say, hypothetically, you were trying to get by the guards or the gate for uh, an, an evil fortress of some yes, sort. Yes, an evil fortress. Well, I suppose there are a few ways that you might go about it. If it were me, I'd probably try to stay out of sight. Mm. Perhaps invisibility or other magical powers that might aid you in your quest. Uh, perhaps... Flying as opposed to just walking through the front gate, something mm -hmm. like that. I certainly think that those two things would make it more difficult for me to find an imposter. Interesting. Thank you. Do you have anything on your person that I might borrow? Like maybe your clipboard? That's kind of a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this, this clipboard is going to stay with me. We've been through a lot. Uh, and you can see there's, like, blood and brains on the corner of it. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's... But here's okay. what I'll do for you. I'll go ahead and add your name to the top of my list. And any time you want to come to the college, I won't stop you at the gate. That sounds perfect. Thank you so much. Where will you go now? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps back to Green Hall with everybody else. Do you think that if we evacuated from Call College that they would have the space to house all of these people at Greenhall? It's my charge to keep all of them safe, and I 
can't feel very confident that we can do that here. Well, it's worth a try, Jerry, but I can't say for sure. But I know that anywhere that you go, they'll be safe. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I'll, I'll reach out to someone there and see if they think they have the capacity. Perhaps our paths will cross again someday, and as of now, you'll be on the good side of my clipboard. Well, I can almost guarantee they will certainly cross again. And he shakes your hand, uh, wincing a little bit uh, as he does so, uh, and uh, sits back down on his bench and sips some more of his healing potion. Hi everyone, it's Keegan, your Felosial, and I'm here with your mid-roll announcements. Thank you so much to those of you who have been sending in questions for our Q&A. There's still time to do that, so if you have any questions for our party, whether it be our characters or ourselves, send them our way so that we can answer them during our Q&A session. You can send them to us through Twitter at tihwr 20 or any of our other social medias, which you can find in our show notes. You'll also find a link to our Patreon in our show notes. Over there, you'll find lots of extra content, including maps, a side campaign, cut content, and bloopers. Head on over and check it out. And thank you to our two patrons, Junior and Johanna. And as always, if you're enjoying our show, please leave us a rating and a review. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed in the world of D&D podcasts. It just takes a moment, so go on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, and if there's a rating platform, just leave us a quick little five-star rating and a review if you have time to write something. Thanks again for listening, and now let's get back to this Green Hall interlude. Flint, who are you talking to? What are you doing? I need to be reminded of the phoenix's name. Oh, God. No. What is the phoenix's name? Oh. <laughs> what is the phoenix's name? Does anyone remember? I thought it was like Jerry was, or something. Yeah, I thought it was Jerry as well. <laughs> was it? It might be. Hold on. I probably wrote it down somewhere. Uh, uh, let's see. Control F. Phoenix. So, uh, if I just to just to recap, the Phoenix was in the like lab up in the northeast portion of Call College, and I don't remember the name of the professor. He was like super old. Sniggly rats. Yeah, sniggly rats, and he was doing all sorts of like experiments and stuff that had to do with time loops, and uh, had a Phoenix in a hidden. Uh, like yeah. a hidden room yeah. in a hallway leading to his his like lab area. Yeah, um, and I would say you'd have just enough time to get up there and take a look. Yeah, so if that's your, if that's your target. Yeah, definitely. All I, right, so uh, you arrive at uh, my. my the I'll say this. I'll say this. My intent is to sneak right past Sniggly Rats and just go chat with the Phoenix. Okay, wonderful. Um, so. Yeah. Let and me, we remember I, where I, the, uh, 
name Presu- of the building. Presumably, uh, we we would remember like where the little like panel is. It was like a it was like a push panel to like just like r- reveal a hidden yeah uh, um, or another. The, let's see, what was it called? It was called. I think that's called the the Tower of Wind. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tower of the Wind. So you make your way all the way to the northeast spot on campus, um, and you find that um, there's not really any bodies or anything laying around, uh, but the building was clearly fortified against in- incursion during this whole thing, um, and still seems to be that way when you approach. So what do you do? Dang, I want to look for a way in. I want to look. All right, I don't, give me I, an I... investigation check. Okay. Ooh, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's Ooh. right. Investigation. And what did I roll? I rolled a fifteen. Uh, fifteen is pretty good. So you find um, you find that there is a small gap between a couple of the boards that have been used to block the door, um, and you're able to like get a hand in there to start to try to wedge them off. Um, and you're able to pry a few boards off and make a hole big enough that you could squeeze through and the door inside is locked. All right. Well, uh, shitter. Pick I'm going to try and pick it. I'm going right. to try and pick it. Make a sleight of hand check, please. All right. A 21, which was uh, a natural 10. <laughs> yeah, but you managed to use your thieves tools and your lock picking kit and slowly turn the old brass lock on the front door and the door clicks and swings open silently. Ooh. At which point I want to get my orb of silence out and just hold it as I walk. Okay, sweet. Um, And then where are you going? So I remember, if I remember correctly, there's a corridor down the front of this building and on the right side is Sniggly Rats' office. There's an elevator at the end of the hall that takes you downstairs. We have, I I have to go to the elevator to go down is is what I remember. Okay. All right, cool. Um, Make a stealth check with advantage, please, since you're using your silent orb. Okie doke, okie doke. Holy shit, that's a bad roll. Uh, A 21, which would be a natural 10. Uh, the professor does not hear you. You make it by his office without him coming out. Uh, I will say with just a 21 though, that you don't see him in his office because the door is mostly closed. You don't really take a lot of time to check. So you're not sure if he's in there. He could be, um, but he also could be elsewhere in the building. You're just not sure. Okay. But you make it to the elevator without incident. Did he not come to the battle? He's very old. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I want to get the elevator and go down. All right, um, you do that. And you go down to the bottom floor and you emerge into the darkened hallway uh, that has the experimental chamber followed by the tiny door to the Phoenix's quarters. You don't see Professor Rats anywhere here. What do you do? I'm going to sneakily make my way to the hidden Phoenix chamber. Excellent. Uh, You do so. And you find that the, you find that Jeffrey's door is locked. Damn it. Even the secret with the secret button. Yep. So this time it's locked. So, uh, you need to try and pick this lock too. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick it. All right. Sleight of hand. 
Okay, 21. Uh, that's a decent job, and you manage to pry. You don't really, like, get the lock so much. You just kind of, like, get a seam at one point and just pry this door open. Um, and you walk inside to find Jeffrey in his uh, little spherical glass container. Jeffrey the Phoenix is sitting there. He doesn't really... He clearly doesn't say anything to you. He just kind of gives you a quizzical look as you come through his little door. What do you do? Okay. I'm going to say... Jeffrey, it's it's me, Flint. Do you, you remember? Uh, no response. Does he change his attitude at all? Or his <laughs> no, look he, at all? <laughs> he still looks like he approaches life in a very nonchalant, laid-back kind of way. Okay, I'm going to act like it was my orb of silence that I haven't put down yet. Put the orb, like, oh, yeah, oh fuck, of course he couldn't hear me because of my orb of silence. And I put it away, and I say, Jeffrey, sorry about that orb of silence. Do you remember me? Uh, he kind of does the, like, Head tilt side to side thing. Well, I didn't think this through. I really thought that I really thought that we talked, but I'm thinking now that we didn't. <laughs> I just kinda I just kinda bite my lip and I'm like, fuck. Um Well Jeffrey, the truth is, you know, I just kinda wanted to come by and chat. You seemed like a cool dude and you know this time stuff's really wonky. I gotta be honest. I don't have been really confused for a while now. Just I used a random wand and then I don't, my personality changed and now I'm like, a lot of stuff's happened. Uh, as you say that he bursts into flames. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and, uh, you see a little baby Phoenix come up out of the pile of ashes at the bottom of his container. I look at him and I say, man, if you had a nickel, right? Well, uh, I gotta be honest, Jeffrey, you know, I don't, I, I, I was hoping that you could kind of hook me up with something, I don't know, like a feather or something that would allow, cause like I'm, I do, I'd like try and play a lot of cards and you ever make a bad bet, Jeffrey? Uh, to that, he, he <laughs> he's just not... a baby bird. <laughs> yeah. To that, he, uh, he just kind of like flops around a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what I was hoping for. Maybe like a feather if I like rub it between my hands. You know, I could go back a couple seconds and I could pick it. It doesn't matter. Um, Jeffrey, I think you were pretty happy here. So, you know, normally I'd, I'd steal you and sell you. But I think I'm just going to go. It was nice meeting you, Jeffrey. As you turn to walk away, the baby bird like, manages to crawl its way to the side and is like pecking the glass on the side of the orb. What are you trying to? What are you trying to say, Jeffrey? Uh, and it like stops when you come back in. All right, I guess. Well, all right, so sayonara, Jeffrey. And then as I, you turn to go, he starts pecking at the glass again and like sort of flopping its little uh, featherless body against the side of the <laughs> of the orb. God. It's adorable and terrifying. It's terrifying, <laughs> Jeffrey. You know. I I don't know. It kind of seems like you're trying to tell me something, but I got to be honest. I don't really speak Phoenix. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll bring you along for now, and just see if I can. Uh, maybe maybe see if maybe see he, if he plops back down onto he sits back down on his ash nest uh, when you say that. You're a real cool guy, Jeffrey, and I'm gonna go try and pick up his little like crystalline ball. Okay. House. All right. Cool. 
Um, you do that. Uh, you pick up the crystalline orb, uh, and you see some. You see that when you pick the orb up, it's connected to several fine metal pipes underneath that seem to have been channeling whatever his magical energy was into the chamber next door. Um, you feel a little bit of a pulse of energy when you pick up this orb. Uh, nothing that shocks you really, but you just feel that, like there's definitely some kind of powerful magic contained within it. Um, and you can definitely feel that when you're touching the glass. Uh, what do you do with the orb? How big is it? Yeah, give me a... It give is, me a... It's softball sized. Softball sized, okay. Yeah, or maybe maybe a little bigger. Let's let's say basketball size because he's a phoenix, so he's got to be a little bigger than a, a chick. He's a small yeah, it's a basketball phoenix. Yeah, he's a size. small phoenix, uh, or at least this sphere keeps him small. Right. I'll, I'll tell him, you know, Jeffrey. Like hey, I, I don't want to lie to you. I had a buddy that was in a in a container, and well, I I I won't. I, I dropped him. But I, I'm not going to drop you, Jeffrey, and I'll, I'll hold on to him like you would, like, like a football. If you're going to ki- like, kind of like get my chest, kind of like as wrap soon as it you around say with that both you dropped arms. Your friend in a container, his like little bird eyes just get really big and scared. I, and I tell him, I'm like, don't worry, bud. I, 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 I I've, I'm, I'm good. I've got real good hands. Um, and the little bird yawns and uh, sits deeper into its ash nest and uh, takes a little snooze. And you see the first row of feathers start to grow on its uh, naked skin as it starts to age pretty rapidly. Nice. Okay. And, and you're I'm gonna carrying try and, that I'm gonna try and Yeah, I'm going to try and sneak out of there. Okay. Don't forget your orb. Well, I put the orb of silence back in my, uh, in my bag. Can you, uh, can you just make a stealth check for the remainder of your trip back out of the building? Sure. Uh, I guess I'll do that. 25. You make it out without incident, and you head back to the south toward the entrance to the college um, with your pockets loaded with tots and a glass orb <laughs> containing a phoenix in your arms. Right. Uh, and it takes, uh, this is a long walk because it's from all the way in the northeast corner of the campus. Um, and so it takes about 13, 14 minutes or so. Um, and you reach the clearing in which you can see the rest of your party mates standing closer to the entrance to the school. And in an instant, those of you standing in the circle, you see Flint disappear as the sphere he's holding is suddenly filled with flames and he just vanishes. God. And uh, Flint, you find yourself standing back in Jeffrey's room with his orb sitting where it was originally um and you've traveled back 15 minutes in time has everyone else well i guess i don't know i'm in i'm inside fuck is jeffrey still tiny uh he has just died and is now reborn ah jeffrey what's going on man i'm real i'm not good with time uh, he kind of gives you a baby bird shrug. Fuck. I wonder if it's... Hmm. I, I want to pick him up again. I know that there's a bunch of pipes. Yep. I want to pick him up. 
and I want to put the recovery magnet where he was. Okay, interesting. I want to try and mess up whatever pipes were there. Because I don't, I don't know if that's what's doing it or if it's like the, the chamber he's in that's doing that. Interesting. Uh, so I'm going to try okay. and sneak out of there with him again. Okay. Uh, and yeah, you, you managed to sneak out again with him. Um, and what are you doing? Are you going back toward the... I'm just going to go with my original plan. You just go back and meet up with everyone. I <laughs> okay. Like I'm really... um, and everyone else, you don't see this happen again. Uh, but Flint, it happens to you again. You get back right in, in eye shot of them and boom, you find yourself back in Jeffrey's chamber. Uh, everyone else sees the same thing again. Uh, Flint in a ball. Well, you don't see it again. Uh, this is like the same thing that registers just once for all of you. Oh, it's affecting all of us. Uh, you've only seen Flint once. (laughs) Um, I guess I'm going to tell him, uh, Jeffrey, I, oh man, do you need, what, do you need to come out of this, 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 this glass ball? Um, he kind of like shakes his little bird head like, no. And I'm just going to tell him one more time. Like I'm going to tap on him and say glass out and kind of like motion out. Uh, and he like goes and like hides down in his little ash heap. Shit. Well, Jeffrey, I I don't know, man. I think uh, I'm not sure I can get you out of here, but I don't know. I, frankly, I don't. I wish I could just talk to you because I don't really know. Uh, I don't know if you want out. Can I do like one last look around to see if there's like I don't know, gain some sort of insight as to. What's happening here? Why we ended up back? I probably don't really have a great chance of doing that. Uh, or yeah, like, you can um, give me give me an ins. Uh, yeah, let's say insight. Give me an insight check. Okay. Ooh, an eleven. Uh, that's not great. So you kind of sit back and think about the situation. Uh, you're like sitting there thinking, like, if I have fifteen minutes but I can't quite make it back. And then I just end up back here. Uh, and you're like doing like mental math, like uh, Zach Galifianakis when he's counting cards in the hangover. <laughs> right. um, but you can't, you just can't make heads or tails of it. Oh man. Well, um, dang it. Um, this is taking a long time. Hmm. Uh, man, I think I've got to leave him. Uh, I'll just look at him and say, Jeffrey, this is the saddest thing I've never been able to steal. I started to like you. Um, maybe I'll come back for you someday. Maybe after I have something that'll let me talk to you a little, a little less one way. Um, and he gives you a look that says, I understand. Uh, and, and sort of like a, a quick nod. And uh, I'm going to give him that, oh, what's that What's that meme where it's like the guy with the big beard who's like a burly lumberjack man and he's just like, he just gives like a single nod. Yeah. And then I walk out of his little chamber. Awesome. <laughs> Can I look for anything to steal on the way out? This seems very fruitless. Anything. Uh, yeah, you uh, give me, let's see, I'll have you roll a, roll a D100 for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love dice. Let's see. What is that called? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I don't even know how to roll a D100. So you roll two D10s, and you take the first as your first digit, and the second as your second digit. 47. Uh, on your way out, you find in the hallway upstairs... Uh, near the door where there's like a little bit of debris because clearly the grad students were helping to build this barricade quickly uh, You find a metal can that has no opening But sounds as if it's filled with liquid sand spiders or broken glass. It's your choice. Which one do you want it to sound like it's filled with? Uh, sand spiders <laughs> Okay, so you find a metal can with no openings, but it sounds like it's filled with spiders so a can with no openings filled with spiders. <laughs> yeah, that's what you find. Jordan, I, know, I feel like you were trying to help me out there, but I, I couldn't. I, I had to do it on my own. No, it, it's all good. Um, and, you know, I think uh, we are, uh, this is out of, you know, the, the narrative here, but we are getting closer and closer to the final arcs here. So if there are things that you leave unfinished, I think there will be opportunities to try to finish them at nice. some point. Um, so just keep that in the back of your mind. And so is is this what Flint just told us about at the fire? And we're just like... I guess yeah. I can just tell them what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you're just like telling them this whole thing and they're like... They're like, wow. Uh huh. Because because after you gave up on it and actually just what? came back with them, they didn't even see you there to like return with him. So they don't yeah. they don't believe you. They think so, you're lying. So I told them the whole thing uh, up to the point where I found the can that sounds like it has spiders, and then I reach into my pocket and say, "But I found this," and I shake it in front of them and just wait for them to react. Wow, that sounds like it's full of spiders. Right? Uh, Flint, is that full of spiders? I don't know. I haven't opened it. Hmm. Uh, Flint, did, are spiders in there? It's. It sounds like it, but I don't want to open it. It could be valuable. Guess, like, save it, maybe. Well, yeah. What if we need a bunch of spiders? But wait, yeah. what if we need a bunch of spiders and it's not spiders? Hmm. Well, We've got a real, uh, what's that goblin who said things can and can't be the same at the same time? Schrodengobblers? Yeah. A real, regular Schrodengobblers fan, uh, uh, can. Flint, <laughs> the likelihood that we would need spiders and they would come from your can seems highly unlikely. You just wait till you're in a pinch and need a can of spiders, and then we'll see who has the can of spiders that <laughs> might be a can of spiders. We don't know if you have spiders. You're in the can. There's a real thinker. I I can't believe you went up there and you couldn't even talk to the phoenix. We had a we had a, a well we had an understanding. Yeah. I'm gonna miss Jerry, Jeffrey, and Jerry, mostly Jeffrey though. Um, now, after so as you're clattering along in Burley's cart, um, uh, he he's already kind of talked to you about your plans here um, and offered to drive you straight back to Green Hall, um, and he's got uh, he's got sort of a weird magical cart that's powered by music, uh, so he doesn't actually have any like horses or anything pulling this thing. It's his band has just been playing constantly. 
Um, and like the more loudly and quickly they play, the faster the cart goes. Um, so they've been keeping it at like a fairly steady pace, but it does definitely move faster than most horse-drawn carts and things of that nature that you've seen in this area. Rolled a why, 15. why is there a roll from Felosial saying cactus X1 <laughs> <initial>? <laughs> I was getting rid of my cactus. Uh, 